Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from Within The Ropes and The Bullet Cats, it's Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It's going great. Back for another one. Yeah, man. Glad to have you back with us. A lot of stuff to talk about. This is going to be our WWE uh, centric episode of In The Click. I feel like so much going on. I feel like one week we do AEW, another week we do WWE. I got to get back into the rhythm of, you know, two episodes a week. And I like to divide it in half. One episode all WWE, the other episode AEW. So uh, I don't know about you, but like, I feel like here we are, what, it's been three weeks now, three weeks since WrestleMania. I'm still feeling withdrawals, and yeah. I've been, still been playing catch-up, personally. Just, you know, we, we were gone for, what, five days, and, like, I feel like ever since I've been back in the back home, I've been playing catch-up on work and other things, and, like, yeah. my schedule's been all over the place. But, yeah, how about you, man? Are you still feeling, I, like, withdrawals? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and I feel the same way about the playing catch-up thing, too, because I got a whole load of clothes behind me and i haven't <laughs> folded yet <laughs> that literally haven't folded since coming back so uh-huh. it's like oh man like i got my i got i got my wrestling shirts already folded and stuff but <laughs> i see your priorities are, are yeah. the t-shirts wrestling shirts i'm sure your wife else. loves that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but i know man like i i i uh i was going through my phone and i was like oh man there's a bunch of photos i have not posted from our trip because as you know and, and we talked about it on our wrestlemania review which also re- kind of recapped our whole weekend between doing the interviews going to the events social media getting those interviews out there and then, you know, coming back, trying for me to get back into the groove of things at work and then and, and all the other work. I was like, I had not post just like on my personal time, just all the fun photos and of documenting all the events we went to. So I was going yes. through my phone and I took like thousands of photos from that weekend. So I was like texting myself all the photos that I wanted to post. That way I could resave them and they're at the top of my photo library. Right. I, I'm, I don't know why I'm getting super technical here. I hope, hope you guys understand. But I think a lot of people do that. Like, I have all these photos. And so I was saving it, retexting to myself and then resaving it so that at the top of my photo album. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start posting everything. Cause I was like, it's actually a really good idea. Yeah. That's, that's what I wow. do. So I, uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, this is why we need to start doing video so I wow. can like show you. So yeah, no, here, I'll show you what I, <laughs> I did. So that is like, cool. So yeah, I took, oh, oh, sorry. That's, 
there you go. See, like That's all the photos. So yeah, all the photos. I text it to myself and then um, resave it so it's at the bottom of my photo album or most wow. recent. So then that way I go to Instagram, I can repost and Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So um, I th- I'm yes. going to start doing that. <laughs> so that's what I so because and don't get I already downloaded all my photos to my computer, but yeah. uh, but I was like, oh man, that's a lot of photos to filter through. So to help save time, that's why I yeah, text to myself resave it so it's at the bottom of my photo album so it's easier to social media purpose to find them and post them that way so right that's so you don't have to fish through you have to fish fish through your whole camera roll exactly thing. you know you could just go straight it's right there boom that's yeah. i'm gonna start doing that that's <laughs> Thank you know you. honestly honestly that's probably what's keeping me from posting mine because i haven't posted much like really anything either yeah 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 yeah. so i'm like okay now that's that's a great strategy i'm gonna do that now (laughs) you're welcome to all the quick switch out there it's your little tech tip of the day from me but um but yeah no thank you again everyone for tuning in i gotta get in the habit at the beginning of the podcast please um if you're listening to us like on apple podcast please leave us a five-star rating leave us a comment that helps out so much if you're listening to us on youtube please give us a big thumbs up go ahead leave a comment i'll try to respond to everyone so yeah leave a comment there share the podcast yeah subscribe where we get your podcast at and if you want to email me in the click at gmail.com so much to get into i felt like it was such a busy week with wwe news also aew like a lot happened so I don't know, maybe tomorrow something we gotta do an AEW discussion. Just yeah. so much going on with the Forbidden Door talk, all that stuff. But for right now, let's talk WWE. And some interesting news came out earlier this week. It was reported that Kushida is officially done with WWE. Looks like his contract was expired uh or just ran out with his time in NXT. He's gone and Meltzer's reporting looks like he's gonna go back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a, a lot to discuss here, but Brian, I'll let you take it away. Just kind of your initial thoughts about hearing Kushida leaving WWE. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't really feel any ways. Like I, I, I do believe that um, it tried with Kushida in NXT, mm-hmm. and you know he he was NXT Cruiserweight Champion, but I don't think I, it. It didn't take long for me to realize that yeah, Kushida's just probably not going to work. In WWE, especially the main roster, and, and luckily he he didn't like get to that point. The only reason I say luckily is because like he pr- it probably would have. I think he had a decent time mm-hmm. in NXT. Probably would have been worse for him. A lot of people didn't like the jacket time stuff. I thought that that was cool. It was mm-hmm. entertaining, but that may not be something that he wants <laughs> to do for the you know for the long run, remaining his career, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, uh, good for him for you know leaving i guess <laughs> yeah no, th- that's the thing is when he signed a lot of people were excited because yep. he was one of the top stars over in new japan pro wrestling and i remember it was at that last wrestle kingdom he was at in what early 2019 mm-hmm. he had like a big you know farewell match or whatever and then he th- his contract was up and everyone knew he was going to resign with nxt and he showed up and he was doing some good stuff, but then he got injured, and that kind of took him out for a while. I remember he had a pretty good rivalry with Velveteen Dream, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, it, it just seemed like it was a case of bad luck, one thing after mm-hmm. another. You know, he joins NXT, you know, pandemic starts, he gets hurt, so he's not performing in front of a crowd, then he's not just performing at all with the injury. Yep. He did have the Cruiserweight Championship for a minute, 
So that was kind of a nice accomplishment considering he was like a how many time IWGP junior heavyweight champion. He was like one of the kings over there for that. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, they just never took things to the next level with him. He right. always was kind of stuck in that mid card scene. And, and you look at the, the changes in NXT to NXT 2.0. I think a lot of people kind of maybe saw the writing on the wall that maybe you know, they kind of eliminated the whole cruiserweight division and mm-hmm. kind of wondering what his future would be with the company. On top of that, like, I don't know if he would have been successful or had an opportunity to go to the main roster anyway, how that would have done. It's right. you know a lot of what ifs, but based on kind of the new philosophy WWE has over the last since what last August, I just don't think the cards were in it for him that that would match up for yeah. uh, his career and what he was going to do. So it's a bummer. He's a very talented guy. Uh, I, I wish him the best, and I hope you know. It sounds like Meltzer says he's going to go back to New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I was a little shocked by. I thought. I mean, I saw people online saying apparently he likes living in the U.S. With that being said, I thought he was probably going to sign with AEW. Right. Even though they got a stacked roster already, I don't know where he would fit in that roster already. But they do have the working relationship with New Japan. So I thought, well, he could work for AEW, but then use that opportunity to do stuff with New Japan and kind of return home that way. So he kind of gets the best of both worlds. But right, it's uh, I don't know about you, man, but. I felt like he, if he would have joined NXT maybe in 2018 or 2017, that would have been like a really sweet time for him to stand mm-hmm. out. I felt yeah. like, yeah, he was like two years too late because he mm-hmm. joined, what, 2019. But then, you know, things didn't really work out for him over the next three years. So, right. I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate. But then again, he looks like he played it smart. Just, I guess it looks like it was just a three year contract. Let it run out. Um, I wonder what he's going to do in new Japan though. I know it, it's uh does he go back to the junior heavyweight division and dominate again? Like he did before, or could he move on up to the heavyweight division? I know other guys from that era when he was in the junior weight division have moved up to the heavyweight division as well. So I wonder maybe that could be the cards for him and maybe you know, right. have matches with Okada and stuff. Right. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what holds for him. But yeah, I said, wish him nothing but the best. I love Definitely. Back to the Future. That's my favorite movie of all time. So I always <laughs> love, you know, his whole gimmick, the time travel mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And time splitters and all that. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. It's, uh, uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the name? The other guy who does GTS, Go to Sleep. Uh, Kenta. Kenta, yes. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Kenta's run in NXT. He mm-hmm. was the big signing from New Japan. Mm-hmm. Gets hurt. It's hurt, yeah. Doesn't really do anything. Leaves and goes back to New Japan. So it kind of yeah. feels like a similar story. You know what? I, that's, that's, uh, I have to say, that's that's something that I, that's a comparison that I have not heard. So you're I hearing know. it here first, Clicksters. Like, that is perfect. That's the perfect way to compare or to look at Kushida's run in NXT. He had the the Hideo Itami run. That's right, Hideo Itami. That's I, think, I, I think they had bigger uh, hopes and expectations for Hideo. Yeah. Kenta. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he was in, I think he was in the Andre Battle Royal, I think, for, for I think it was WrestleMania 31. Was it that one? I'm trying to he like got hurt like two or three times, if I remember correctly. So yeah. it was really stop and go mm-hmm. with Kenta. 
yeah. as far as like he started, had some good matches, then he got hurt. And, you know, full disclosure, I wasn't watching a lot of NXT back then, so I don't mm-hmm. know the full history of his run there, but I just know it was stop and go, stop and go. He was so teaming with Finn Balor, you know, like, so <sighs> they have history. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's unfortunate. And so, yeah, with, with Kushida, it, it's just, like I said, the timing kind of sucks because it seems like, like I said, NXT and WWE's whole philosophy, what they look for in a superstar, Kushida doesn't really fit that mold anymore. So, mm-hmm. He's probably better off, yeah, going back to New Japan and just reestablishing himself. I'm sure he'll have a big homecoming welcome back for yep. everyone. They'll be excited to see him. So, you know, hopefully, you know, earn some good money in his time in the U.S. And, and yeah. you know, I, I think, if anything, elevated his brand. I think more, you know, Americans, North America, whatever, WWE fans know who he is now. Right. So that raises his stock going back to New Japan. So, mm-hmm. you know, I try to look at the silver lining, the bright side of things. So, you know, it's yeah. kind of a win-win for him. So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed what his matches that he did have. So mm-hmm. we'll see. See how it goes, man. And, and, and I think he went out on a good note because he did help make uh, jacket, jacket Time yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, he did help make it work in, you know, in a short time of living. Um, it was it, it was corny at times, but yeah. it was it was entertaining. He did. I like when wrestlers um, will try something and they'll, you'll, they'll give it their all and you can tell they're giving it their all. They don't just give yeah. it. You have some that'll give up because they're fed up. Right. Yeah. And rightfully so. And on most situations, it's just like, oh, you know, why are do why do they have him or her doing that? But. Kushida was, you know, he was, he was, he was doing what, you know, what they wanted him to do, and he was trying to make it work, and for mm-hmm. the most part, it did. Hopefully, it, it he did enough to help uh, uh, Aikman Jero mm. out. You know, they, I, I, who knows I'm, what's going to happen with him now? Yes, <laughs> like, you know, I, I am kind of worried about what his future holds, mm-hmm. as far as you know, the tag team is done now. Right, what's next for him? Could he get a run in NXT as a single star? I mean, you look at, was it Wesley? Doesn't have a tag mm-hmm. team partner right now. Could yeah. that work? Or unless they have something else lined for Wesley. I mean, a lot of people are you know, trying to speculate what happens on NXT. We'll talk about that when we talk some right. NXT stuff later on. Right. Um, yeah, man. It's just, you know, listen. It's not the first time someone's contracts ran out and they just mm-hmm. left. You know? And it looks like he didn't burn any bridges. He just said, all right, contract's done. All right, see you guys. So... You know, uh, who knows what the future holds for him? Like I said, wish nothing but the the best for him. Right. All right. Let's talk uh, Raw first, Monday Night Raw from this past week. And here's the thing. So we're recording this on a Sunday. So we've had like the full week of Raw, NXT, SmackDown. And specifically with Raw and SmackDown, kind of like my initial takeaways is, and this is something I've been seeing going online for a while now, is the brand split gonna end should it end rumors is it's not gonna end but like (laughs) we see people on both shows appearing like we see los lotharios on raw during the wedding segment yep we've seen like rhea ripley and Liv morgan appearing on smackdown as of late doing stuff i mean people are crossing both shows Mm -hmm. on a regular basis now i remember was it last year they started the the was it once a quarter the um 
you know, people can appear on other shows like once a quarter. The the mm-hmm. what was the term for it? I'm totally blanking on uh, it. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was a uh, superstar switch, or I don't know. It's, oh it's, man, what was it? But you know what I'm talking about. The clicksters know what I'm talking about. Where it's like a superstar can appear on the other show like once once every three months, six months, some, something like that. Superstar. I was gonna say superstar showdown. Something superstar. Right. <laughs> so, um. So here we are right now. We have, you know, on Raw and SmackDown, we have one undisputed WWE Universal Champion in Roman Reigns. He has both titles still. We see people appearing both on both shows. Brian, you know, let me ask you this. And before we kind of go through some of the highlights from all the shows this week, I just want to get your initial thoughts. Do you think the brand split needs to end? Should it end? Should it keep going the way it is? Kind of just, yeah, your takeaways from that. I so yeah I I've been all I've been saying for the longest that I think the brand split needs to end okay and I you know you know a lot of people have said no it doesn't need to end and they've said the reasons why but I, I feel like I haven't really got to explain why I feel like okay. the reason why they need to end the brand split is because I feel like they don't have a lot of stars and when you don't have a lot of stars you don't have as much interest right and i feel yeah. like if all your stars or if you have one star per show yeah it's gonna be hard to keep uh you know people tuned in mm-hmm. for raw for three hours and then mm-hmm. smackdown for two hours you know when you obviously they have more than two stars right but i'm saying like if those stars showed up on on both television shows weekly okay. i just think back to the time uh even before uh because when when they first brought the draft right yeah in wwe that was something new it was cool yeah you know it was like i believe it was you know they were trying to try out something different but before then how exciting wrestling was how exciting wwe was when everybody was showing up on monday i feel like if you have a story going on on Monday, you can continue it on Friday. Mm. You don't have to. Yeah. You, you don't have that thing where you have to now. Okay, I gotta find out a story for the WWE champion and the Universal champion. I gotta find out for both tag team titles. That's what I feel like more things get neglected storyline wise creatively when you have you know three hours to fill on Monday with these this group of guys and girls. And then the same thing on Friday with this group of guys and girls. And it's shown, I feel like, in the last however long, you know, this recent brand. I mean, mm-hmm. it's either one is better than the other. I, SmackDown has been great this year. And then, all oh, Raw lacks. Or, oh, my God, Raw's been the best show. And, oh, my God, SmackDown's been the best show. It's been back and forth over the last few years. <laughs> yeah, no, you you hit it right on the head. A couple things. One uh, it's really fascinating how, like, Raw right now, I feel like it's been the better show for the last couple months, especially, mm-hmm. like, leading up to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But then, like, last year, SmackDown was the top show, had the more creative storylines or more intriguing, entertaining mm-hmm. stuff, just better wrestling, all that stuff. So it's really weird how you have this company, as big as they are, both shows can't be good at the same time. One. Right like lacks compared to the other it's that's fascinating to me just how that work like right. i don't know if like certain writers only work on one show not the other like what is missing right um the other thing 
like at first I was like, no, I want the brand split to keep going because mm-hmm. initially you have such a big roster that way people who who might like if it was just one one roster per for both shows combined, I was mm-hmm. worried that some people won't get hardly any TV time. Right. And I was like, with the brand split, you're kind of forced to have more people on TV just because yeah. you got you only have half the roster over here and the other half over here. So therefore, you got to use what toys you have for that particular show. Right. But the reason I'm kind of getting fed up with that idea, which what's kind of getting annoying is how many damn rematches are we getting and yes. the same feuds carrying over and over? Like how many times over the last couple of months we've seen. Alpha Academy versus RK Bro versus Street Profits. <laughs> yep. In different combinations, either one versus the other while the other one's watching, then the other one faces the other one the following week. And then you stretch it out by having one person versus the other person. So the, their partner's watching or at the commentary desk. It, yep. It's like we've seen that combination. And I thought WrestleMania was going to be the conclusion. WrestleMania should be viewed as like a season finale. Mm hmm. It wraps up all the storylines that either you built up from like Royal Rumble or for whatever starting point up mm-hmm. until that point. This should be the season finale, Raw after Mania, Raw after, or excuse me, uh, SmackDown after Mania. That should be like your series premiere, like starting right. new storylines, new feuds, call ups, right. all that stuff. But now it's all carrying over. And that's why I'm kind of furious that backlash is now called WrestleMania backlash because now it's just viewed as. As best we can, let's do these rematches here. So WrestleMania is not the end point. WrestleMania right. Backlash is now like the sequel and like the rematches yep. take place here. I'm like, so all this stuff is like being carried out for another four to six weeks. So I'm like, sooner or later, uh, they'll be like WrestleMania Backlash too big for one night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every match from WrestleMania is going to be at WrestleMania Backlash. It's going to be a two night thing. So I'm like. Uh, um, so I just I get a little frustrated so I'm like listen if we combine both rosters if that helps reduce the number of rematches then I'm all Mm -hmm. for it Mm -hmm. I mean and I feel like if we're getting if we're getting rematches anyways I mean might as well just make all the, the I feel like the reason for the rematches though is because you can't mix it up with different tag teams. Like people say WWE don't have a tag team division. Well, it's because, oh, they only have, okay, well, now Raw only has two tag teams. Well, the tag team could, the tag team division could be five or six tag teams. Yeah. But because there's this brand split and the majority of the tag teams are on SmackDown or vice versa, then it just, it just, that's why we get the rematches on raw and then you and then you think the raw t- tag division has been heavy with alpha academy uh, uh rk bro street uh, profits three profits and then before you had and then on smackdown you had the usos and rick boogs and nakamura and then you had ray mysterio and dominic but then los ray mysterio los Lothar- imagine if it was Raiders. All combi- well imagine if it was combined and you can have that combined tag division it's it's amazing to me how NXT 2.0, mm-hmm. for the most part, be keeping things pretty fresh and rotating yep. through. Or when the, someone does have a rematch, it's like, like a few weeks later or like a yep. month or two later. Mm-hmm. I, a little of experiment I kind of want to do. I don't know if I can actually pull it off just because I feel like the need I need to watch everything every single week. Because hypothetically, 
you know, I, I, I might get like a last minute interview request, interview a WWE superstar or something. And so I feel right. like I need to stay on top of things so I you know, know what I'm talking about. So if I'm interviewing someone, I know what they've been doing on TV every week. Right. But I really want to try <laughs> is not watch Raw or SmackDown for like a month and just watch mm. one pay-per-view to the next. Mm-hmm. Not watch any TV, mm. Raw or SmackDown in between those pay-per-views. And just watch from one pay-per-view to the next because we know they do a bunch of video promos and packages to kind of sum <laughs> yeah. up what you missed on Raw or SmackDown over the last month yep. leading into that pay-per-view. And therefore, I'm not burnt out from these matches that are leading up to the pay-per-view that we've seen different combinations on Raw or SmackDown leading up to it. So I almost exactly want to try, like, just watch pay-per-view to pay-per-view and that's it. And yep. will I find it more enjoyable because I'm like, ooh, this person versus this person. I haven't seen them wrestle on Raw right. or SmackDown. I, and that's another reason why it's like, okay, maybe the brand split should end. That way, like, to less rematches. So I have a reason to tune in every single week. So it's like fresh matchups. And, you know, all the they got a lot of talented tag teams. I'm using that as an example. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want them to... They have so many uh, tag teams. I think a lot of people want to see win and be successful. Unfortunately, with that being said, some of them are going to have to be losers and just job out to other teams. Yeah, it, it, it's you see like Los Lotharios. I, I think they have potential to be a really great tag team, but you know, for right now, they're just they're kind of the guys that put on a good match and then they help put over another tag team. Yep, it is wrestling. You need that. You need not everyone's going to win. You need losers as well to put over the other talent. So someone yep. you might like might be on a losing streak because that's their job is just to put on a great match and make someone else look good. So, yeah, I don't know. That that was like a big takeaway. And we can kind of go into that. I mean, and then, you know, jumping ahead a little bit on Raw, you know, we saw uh, Street Profits. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> By the way, are Street Profits going heel? Like, or got a little I bit of an edge so. going? I, I hope so. <laughs> it's um oh where was the match uh did i not have it written down here da, 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 da. what was the match it was um oh yeah street profits defeat rk bro we saw montez Ford like signal to the back the usos music hit but the usos didn't come out and they used that to distraction the to, to beat rk bro so at wrestlemania backlash we are gonna see RK Bro versus the Usos, winner takes all unification yep. for the tag titles. Finally, are you okay with that? The tag t- the tag titles being unified. Yeah, and here's why: because now, um, at least if you're gonna, if it it seems like RK Bro and the Usos have been the best tag teams in WWE, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think RK Bro's running out of people to go against, and I yeah. think uh, obviously the Usos. Not that they're running out, or maybe they're running out, but they're also like really strong because they're they're with Roman. I feel mm-hmm. like now you got to unify the titles. You can't say that RK Bros the best tag team when the Usos are the longest reigning SmackDown yeah. or whatever they say. You know what I mean? Or and then vice versa. You can't you can't say the Usos are the best team, but then you got RK Bro going on a hell of a run. Yeah, like yeah. they've been working real. I don't even think I I can I would probably bet money on uh like wwe they did not expect that this was going to be and be, be as successful them as a tag team 
there's no way they there's no there's no way they saw it that way. I think that they probably thought that it was going to end at some point yeah. before WrestleMania, but you know, with how well they work together, the pops that they get, the high, Randy Orton hot tag. Uh-huh. I feel like that's I feel like that's a cheat code for a Riddle. But uh, <laughs> like Riddle Riddle Riddle's working with a guy who's super over. You know. I, okay. Well, so a couple things. Like, okay, I, I early prediction. I think the Usos are going to win, so that way they're more draped in gold. Actually. Yeah. Technically, it's silver. I wish the tag titles were gold plates, not yes. silver. I've and, hated and hopefully, ta- hopefully with the, with the merging of the or the titles, they can get some gold tag titles. Because, oh. so okay, so here's my thing. Because I think the RK Bro, as popular as they are, I I I kind of wonder if it's kind of ran its course. As you said, like I know they're popular. Shout out, they had that awesome 420 shirt they released yeah, at wshop.com cool. this week. But they follow a very specific specific formula every single match, and I kind of worry people are going to get burnt out from it. As you just said, Riddle takes the beating the majority of the match. Randy comes in with a hot tag. Boom, they win. Like right. I kind of wonder, is that going to run its course? And people are going to get like, okay, we've seen this so many times. Mm-hmm. And we know they were kind of like a makeshift tag team, two opposites coming together. That only lasts for so long. And then, you know, WWE storytelling, one turns on the other, and then they have a rivalry from there. I think a lot of people think Randy's going to be one to turn on Riddle, and then Riddle's going to get a big baby face push and have a match mm-hmm. against Randy wins, and then that'll hopefully elevate him to the next level. Randy does the service, puts him over, uh, which also shout out, uh, Maybe next week let's do talk our favorite Randy Orton memories. It is his 20th yes. anniversary with WWE, so yes. we should talk about that maybe next next week. Um, but with that being said, I kind of wonder if Riddle should be the one to turn on Randy. That might really give him a, a nice little boost as far as um, you know. I hate to say it, like a new attitude because they always yeah. say that when someone goes yeah. heel, but that mm-hmm. could really might give him a nice new character arc yep. that we haven't seen before, and it that would might benefit, be more interesting. It would benefit Riddle way more for him to turn on Randy Orton than it would for Randy to turn on Riddle. And I feel like the only way you would want to do that, obviously, is to get uh, sympathy for you know uh, Riddle, right? Like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I felt like, it, but. At this point, I think Randy Orton has hit that that tier of like, you know, superstar where fans, you know, they just love him no matter mm-hmm. what. And at this point in his career, obviously, it would work better if, you know, Riddle attacked Orton. Fans would boo Riddle. He'd become <laughs> the heel. Like it just, it would, just, it just makes sense. Well, okay, so yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I'm all for yeah. that. Now, as far as with the unification with the tag titles. Are you for that as far as then the winner will be like Roman Reigns and appear on both shows? Are you cool with that? Also, <laughs> are they going to walk around with both belts, though? Because Roman cut that promo, was it last week or the week before? It's like, hey, I got two titles. You guys should each carry around two titles, technically four titles total, mm-hmm. four straps each. Yep. Are you, are you cool with that? Like, for me, like, if it's unification... I want them to retire both titles and come up with a new design that's yep. just one belt or 
sorry, Miz, I didn't say that. <laughs> a champion, one championship. Yeah. And to symbolize, okay, both these titles designs are retired. We're now unifying and debuting a brand new design that symbolizes the full unification. Yeah. And I would love they would do that as well for the tag titles. Therefore, you can introduce gold plates then. Mm-hmm. But is yep. that what you kind of hope for as well? Or do you want them carrying around four belts total? Yeah, you know, I, I want them to just go ahead and get, you know, uh, one set of tag team titles. Hopefully Roman gets one set uh, or one one WWE Universal, whatever they're calling it, championship. Undisputed, yeah. Undisputed, yeah, because I feel like, I feel like, especially if you want to kill the rumors of eventually splitting the titles. I know that's yeah. a lot of people are assuming that, you know, they're going to split. They weren't prepared for this. They weren't ready for mm-hmm. Roman to have both titles. Um, so it, you either split them, like split them as soon as you can. Yeah. Or just make one new whole title. But then it makes me believe that they're going to keep it because why would the Usos be? Why would the Usos have unified? The, why would the Usos and RK bro unify the tag titles? So, you know, with that happening, it makes me believe, OK, maybe they don't have plans to to separate and maybe it, that's a perfect i think situation for the us the usos and because i'm assuming the usos are going to win that's yeah just, that's me yeah. um the usos and roman are going to be presented with brand new championships and i don't know i feel like that's that's, that's something cool for them that would be the great like story beat like they have a, like a, a segment where they celebrate their wins and pretty much the bloodline has all the top titles that they're able to get. And they have like a ceremony to retire the old designs and debut new, new belts. Like I always think about stone cold that Monday night after WrestleMania 14, after he beat (laughs) Shawn Michaels. So technically we we all know stone cold was the last person to hold the wing Eagle championship. The following night on raw Vince McMahon debuted the, I guess you call it the attitude era. Mm-hmm. WWE Championship. It had was, that blue strap. Blue strap. It, it was pretty much like the Wing Eagle title, but it's just like yep. bigger, bigger plates. Mm-hmm. I love that design. Like, listen, I know Wing Eagle is like everyone's number one favorite, and I love it too. But you know, I might, depending on my day and my mood, I might have to put the Attitude Era title above it just a little bit because I'm a sucker for big circular gold plates. Yeah. That thing was just, it was like the Wing Eagle title, but like on steroids, mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended, but, but like just amplified, it was bigger. Yeah. And so to me that like, it looked great on Austin's shoulder around his yeah. waist, whoever had the title, it was just like, bam, that's the champion. Yeah, I would love they do something like that and <laughs> bring that back. But, Definitely. So anyway, I would love to see them do that and give them all new titles that symbolize, symbolizes the unification but I have a feeling they're just going to carry around all those straps because, like you said, it's like okay, maybe with Roman Reigns, you know, they can like it, it's it's you know we kind of saw this with Becky Lynch when she won both titles at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 35. She mm-hmm. carried around both titles, but then she would defend each one of them separately, and that's how ultimately she yeah. lost one after the other. So I kind of like they might do that I, with Roman. I feel like the only difference with Becky though is that they were very specific about their wording. They didn't, it was just a winner take all. Like it wasn't yeah. a unification. So that's what makes me feel like, okay, maybe it is going to be a true unification and that is one world champ, one tag, one set of tag champs. 
and um you know and going IC, forward yeah i see title I, I i don't imagine them doing the, the same thing with the women at first i was oh, like yeah, oh yeah, man yeah. that'll be great i think it i was like that'll be great if you know if charlotte was able to beat ronda at backlash mm-hmm. right and oh my gosh charlotte bianca but it seems like um bianca's got a lot she's gonna have a lot of people going after her championship she has a lot of people on the raw roster that could go after it still and then you know with people i know we're getting into it but people <laughs> wanting wanting bianca and Rhea at SummerSlam, like stuff like that just so like yeah. okay maybe they won't merge the women's championships but that's fine yeah well and that's the thing it's like okay to me it's this is starting to get very convoluted like let's mm-hmm. be honest okay so like the word is like they're not gonna bring the titles together like mm-hmm. they're still gonna keep them separate because usa network still wants one their own champion fox wants their own champion so there are people think we're not gonna get a true unification where like both titles are retired and they debut one just one title that's gonna be used on both shows because then to me it gets kind of confusing because it's like okay this champion can appear on both shows but however i see is only on smackdown Mm-hmm. U.S. champions only on Raw. Like, I just mm-hmm. think for the casual fan, that's like, wait, I'm confused. So this guy with this title can go on both shows, but this person with this title can only be seen here. That's what, to me, gets a little messy, and that's right. why I don't think they're going to do a full unification. I think at some point, maybe Roman drops one of the titles. Mm. That could be for Cody Rhodes. Yep. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, as you said, the women's division, like, there's no... It doesn't look like they're going to do unification. So Raw or SmackDown are going to be separate. So I think it's a, it just gets a little messy. I did saw a meme online. Someone posted how cool it would be if Cody beats Roman, mm-hmm. takes both titles. And since, remember, was it 10 years ago, he debuted, the, the, the brought back the old IC title yep. design. How cool would it be he if he won the WWE Championship, he brings back the Wing Eagle title design. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. That's just fantasy booking. That, anyway, that would be cool. Yeah, like I said, like I said, I know we're running really long talking about this, but that like the whole unification is connected, I think, to where the brand split lies. I mean, there's a lot to think about there, and so we'll see how WrestleMania Backlash goes. I mean, I know we're running, we're rambling on talking about this, but let's get through Backlash, see how that plays out. You and I both agree. Think the Usos going to win because I think that really will symbolize how dominant the bloodline is. Like the top faction in the company, they got yeah. the, they got all the top titles that are available for them, respectively. Roman has mm-hmm. both championships. They have both tag team titles for the Usos. How that plays out afterwards has yet to be seen. And like I said, we could keep talking about it, but what's the point <laughs> with all that? Um, and so, uh, uh, um, yeah, with that being said, um, I also wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, with Monday Night Raw, Cody Rhodes has been the big thing. We talked about this last time. We kind of teased it. You know, we haven't had a chance to kind of let, let's let's discuss Cody Rhodes' run so far in WWE. Here we are. It's been three weeks now since WrestleMania, since he returned with the company. You know, for you, I would love to know, kind of, yeah, your thoughts on. Cody Rhodes run thus far. We loved his entrance. Great dramatic return. Crowd popped. We were there in person. We had so much fun. And then we went to the Raw after Mania. We saw his promo. And he yep. more or less explained himself. Why is he back in WWE from a 
you know, kayfabe standpoint, he wants to win the WWE championship, the title his dad never had, which is very interesting to hear because if you really think about it, in the last six years, his journey away from WWE, it's like he's been trying to do stuff that his dad never did, or or he's trying to like, I feel like in some ways live up to his dad's legacy. Right. Like we saw him win the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship from Nick Aldis at All In. Mm-hmm. He won the Ring of Honor title. So he's been a world champion in other promotions. Right. But so it seems like he's trying to like loosely, I, I feel like that's kind of, if you connect the dots, like he's trying to uh, live up to his dad's legacy. And I feel like the last thing he needs to do is win the WWE Championship. And he said in his promo, his goal was to win it and present it to his dad. Unfortunately, never got to do that. He does have that photo of his dad holding it at Madison Square Garden in 1977. The belt was taken away from him because it was a DQ finish. Yep. Um, he actually has that actual title. Dan Lambert gave it to him. That was a cool story. They gave it to him recently. Yep. Um, and, you know, we've seen him on Raw. You know, had a great first match back with Miz on TV. You and I saw the dark match the week before with Kevin Owens. Yep. We saw that match actually play out on Raw this week. It makes sense. The dark match a few weeks ago, I felt like that was just a warm up match for them to kind of get used to each other, build their chemistry to have their match on TV. But, you know, I, I just I'll let you take it away. Kind of your initial just thoughts on Cody Rhodes's run thus far in WWE. Yeah, I've been, I've enjoyed it. Um, I feel like they're they're taking it. Obviously, it hasn't been that long, but I feel like they're taking it slow. They're not. It doesn't feel forced, at mm-hmm. least for right now. Um, even in the segments he's been in, like he's, uh, they're kind of letting him be himself. Um, I think him matching up with Seth Rollins again at backlash is the right decision. Mm-hmm. I also think that, um, you've got yourself a, like if you're WWE, you've got yourself a, a beautiful problem. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Cody is really coming into WWE with uh, everyone, you know, with these expectations of WWE not treating him right and not doing it. <laughs> I think Cody wants to prove everybody wrong. I think the company wants to prove everyone wrong. And so far for me, I feel like they've proved uh, that they're going to do right. And they're, they're doing it. I, I, one thing that I'm, I'm curious is when Seth is done, when he's done with Seth, what's next? And looking at the pay-per-views that's coming up now, I'm sorry, the premium live events that's coming up, you know, you've got, uh, was it Money in the Bank, right? And Mm -hmm. then SummerSlam. Like, those two by itself is huge. And and, and so those stadiums, stadium shows, so how do you book Cody Rhodes, you know, leading into those next stadium shows? And it's just like I'm waiting to see. As as of right now, I feel like they've done a really good job of letting him be him. Yeah. He's got all the pyro in the world. <laughs> um, his entrance looks great. <laughs> I know the Cody Vader thing went away uh, really quick, and that got some people going. Oh, they Wait, got what, rid of the Cody Vader. What is Cody Vader exactly? So it's it's the it's the thing that he. It's like the the thing he comes out of. Uh, oh. on, the, on the ramp. <laughs> so, so you know, when we were there, that big black yeah, box yeah, yeah, yeah. that he came out of. So they got rid of that. And now they just have the smoke with the pyro. And then he just kind of yeah. disappears in the entrance way. Okay, okay, gotcha. And so I'm like, okay, well, obviously, I mean, I honestly think that even from a live perspective, like 
it just didn't look cool. It didn't. The, the Cody Vader didn't look cool live on a raw setup. <laughs> like it's like it's, it's well, it, yeah, it's for, for TV because the camera angle. Yeah, it, it's made well, for and TV. even for T. Well, and even for TV, I feel like you have to cut to different camera angles while he's coming out and stepping over and walking down that little ramp. Like it's oh. kind of hard to shoot. It's kind of hard to shoot it without getting that box in the shot. Mm-hmm. And I know that they don't want to get that box in the shot every time. Yeah. And they don't, and they're not going to build a ramp specifically for Cody's entrance. So, you know, maybe obviously at bigger shows, it'll, it'll, you know, they'll be able to set something up and have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you I know, mean, I, but they, yeah, they could save that for bigger shows and make it like a yeah. special thing. Yeah, they got all the pyro though. He he's got pyro going off in the beginning, pyro going off when he's in the when he's in the walkway, pyro yeah. going off when he's on the turnbuckle. <laughs> well, hey, hey, here's the thing: it's amazing. Like I love how they've been treating him over the mm-hmm. last three weeks so far. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about before, like how often does that happen? How rare is it? You see someone from a competing company get brought over and have the same exact the same exact presentation. That's yep. so rare. I think the only other time I could think about is you know Ric Flair when he came from mm-hmm. WCW to WWF in '92. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. It's it, it's it's you know really fascinating because you know when someone comes over to it from another company they usually change their name change their look and they mold them into what they think they need to be presented as so the fact cody rhodes like i said before if you watch his last dynamite appearance and watch his first wwe return it's it's the exact same thing yep it literally is the exact same uh presentation the only thing missing is brandy that's it yeah, which depending on who you ask, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it, it's but no, it's really amazing how someone can. It, it's the exact same thing. It's just it's a different ring. But other than that, mm-hmm. it's the same exact Cody Rhodes, you know, presentation and his um, matches and his matches so far being back. Okay, he had um he had Kevin Owens in the dark match. Mm-hmm. He had the Miz on yeah. his first match back, and then Kevin Owens again yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. And they've been good matches. It's yeah. Cody. It's Cody. And I, and again, I think Cody fits in. He just everything about Cody Rhodes screams sports entertainment. I know he says he's a wrestler, but Cody, like he he's an entertainer. He mm-hmm. knows the way. He knows how to wrestle the way you, you know they want WWE superstars to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I think he does it well. He does it yeah. very well. You know, so it's, you know, looking back on now in AEW, he was the most sports entertainer in that company. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, for me, that's why I love tuning in because I love the way Cody wrestles and tells a story in the ring and his like how he executes a match, the ring psychology, all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. him and Dustin at Double or Nothing a few years ago. Like, I love that match. The story it told, the emotions and all that. So with that being said. I'm glad to see him back in WWE and telling those similar type of matches. Mm-hmm. You know, call me old school in that sense. <laughs> like, there's a lot of matches I see going on now in other promotions, and I get burnt out watching it. I'm like, I wasn't emotionally invested in any one of these people, and after the finish, I'm like, I'm still not. <laughs> Just well, even well, even more recently on on, I think it was Dynamite uh, with CM Punk and Dustin. You mm, know, like yeah. they had a good match. It was very methodical and very. Yeah. 
obviously they had some stuff from the from the uh, match Gold Gold Dust had with Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, stuff like that is really cool. And and I know it doesn't like when you watch it on TV and it, it, fans at home may think the. I feel like if the fans aren't screaming at the top of their lungs, mm-hmm. fans at home automatically think the match is boring. Yeah, but that's not always the case, you know. No, I, I've you know you could sit there and watch it and try to analyze it closely. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, with Cody, I've been loving the run so far. It, yeah. It's like they've been treating him great, giving these over top productions. And I think, uh, like internally, I think he's listed number two as the number two babyface for Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I think Bobby Lashley's now number one. He's number mm-hmm. two, um, and I forgot who's after that. So it's like they're holding him pretty highly up there on Monday Night Raw by babyface standards. So that's great for maybe his his the near future for him and what's lined up for him storyline wise. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for him there, but you know, with also with Cody is. They've kind of got presented to them this really nice storyline. Like, mm-hmm. this could have a really nice Hollywood ending as far as Cody Rhodes left the company, went on this journey, this excursion, if you want to call it that, six year excursion, comes back to WWE. You got to give him some opponents, though, build them, build them up with some wins. And then he goes after the WWE Championship and, you know, wins it. That could be mm-hmm. a great potential WrestleMania type moment if they want yeah. to hold off to till then or if they want to do it on a second big stage like SummerSlam. Yeah. That's a great moment to solidify his own legacy and for WWE use for you know future video packages. I mean oh, it, yeah. like I said, it could have a great Hollywood type ending and I hope they take care of him like that properly and treat him nicely. And, well, and he's and, mm-hmm. and he's not not to not to cut you off, but he's he's had those moments like like it all in. That was Yeah. It was a feel good moment seeing oh, him walk it. down loved and it. have everybody around him and just the you know uh, you know I, f- I forget who was the ring it was Justin Roberts the ring announcer right yeah. yeah he was you know him ref and and then Hebner was the referee right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know just everything it was special but like for Cody to have moments like that on a big stage like WWE the biggest mm-hmm. right it's like I-, I just can't wait for him to have that you know uh, that moment you know mm-hmm. whether it be at a summer slam like like you said or wrestlemania if they want to hold off or you know I, I feel it coming it feels right i honestly feel like cody's having he's forcing himself that's what i said wwe has a really good problem because while you're building up and pushing newer stars right it's like well here we go we have cody who's who if we give him the world title right now he can go to do all the talk shows he can show up on the news stations Mm -hmm. he can do everything he looks the part he wrestles the part he is the part um Mm -hmm. so well the other thing too with cody is is like i said this story it could be up there with like a kofi mania or when brian danielson won at wrestlemania 30 like how Mm -hmm. awesome would that be like Cody finally overcomes the odds and becomes WWE champion. He's like the number one champion in the number one company. Now, yeah. granted, I know some people might say universal title is number one now, but the lineage yeah. is with the WWE championship. Yes. That's the title his dad never won. So how amazing would that be? You know, it writes itself and now it kind of makes sense. Like what was going on in AEW? I think for, you know, for how long we were all trying to analyze what's up with Cody's character in AEW? And I think a lot of people uh, were saying that 
oh, he, he, he's playing a heel, but in his head, he thinks he's a baby face. No, it kind of makes sense now. I think he wanted to be a baby face uh-huh. and did not want to turn heel, but the crowd was turning on him and he was doing his best to like roll with it. Yeah. I'm sure it was just frustrating. I'm sure, you know, he, he won't say that publicly if I had the right. guess. Like, I'm trying to read, read him as a person. I'm right. sure he wouldn't go around saying how hard it was, but. Uh, but now the way he's being tr- treated in WWE, it looks like that was his mission. He wanted to yeah. just be a baby phase. That's all he ever wanted. And now he's getting that in WWE and people are feeding off it. Now, my only concern is how long does that last before the crowd turns on him? Hopefully he learned from his time in AEW. He won't repeat any mistakes <laughs> or do anything that have the crowd turn on him. Right. Um, so, Let's look at, you know, maybe that path to the WWE Championship. So it looks like next up at WrestleMania Backlash, he's going to have a rematch with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, also on Raw this week, he did wrestle Kevin Owens. Great match. It ended, you know, <laughs> Seth Rollins called Kevin Owens a fat ass. Kevin Owens got pissed, <laughs> walked out. So it was a count out. So great match. Lackluster finish. I wonder if this is setting up for Cody's next opponent. I think Kevin Owens will be the next opponent once he gets done with Seth Rollins. So this is just building up that foundation for the right. next feud. Um, but let's look ahead to WrestleMania backlash though. Do you think Cody should win against Seth Rollins or do you think Seth Rollins wins and, but then you get 50, 50 booking. Yeah, it's tough because Seth Rollins is, you know, he's also super hot right now. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I don't know if I don't I'm not sure if taking another loss will hurt him. Uh, cause what is that? That would be a, a or technically a win at Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then what was after Rumble? It was the I forget. It, it, he hasn't had a pretty successful, you know, win win loss record uh in the last few months. So I just feel like I feel like if they have him, if they uh-huh. have him, if they have him beat Cody, right, that's 50-50. But then if Cody beats Seth, then Seth is buried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'll be the narrative, right? I, I, for me, what I'm thinking, Cody needs to win. Because yeah. if you're trying to build him up as potentially a main eventer, WWE right. challenger, cha- WWE WWE champion challenger mm. he needs to start racking up wins mm. and what better way to get that is take out Seth Rollins who is you know a multi-champion was in the main event scene earlier this year the well, only reason I could see him losing is Cody needs to learn from that that's the only silver lining even though I hate 50-50 booking the only right. thing I could see is Cody can use that loss learn from it and be like okay I thought I was working my way up. I got knocked down, and I got to work my way back up again. That's the only silver line I can see with that. But I feel like it's more important for Cody to win and start racking up victories. But then my right. only concern is he should maybe get a loss early. So Because if he gets too many like wins and he's like undefeated, we know fans hate guys who just always win, You know, like the John C- Super Cena effect. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel like, I feel like if you, uh, if you have – Seth win, then that'll basically Seth will be basically proving, you know, it'd be proving Seth is right. Like, oh, the only reason you won is because I wasn't prepared for you, (laughs) right? But then if Cody wins, it makes Cody look strong. Like you said, he needs to look strong going into being a potential challenger for the title. Mm -hmm. Um, 
maybe the, this is I feel like this this uh suggestion or scenario would be like the WWE way to do it but maybe cuz like you mentioned maybe KL would be the next challenger for for Cody maybe have uh Kevin Owens help Seth get the victory uh-huh. over Cody then that would have turned Cody's attention to Kevin Owens okay right and then maybe mm-hmm. Seth can go on mm-hmm. to maybe not necessarily challenge for the title, but maybe try and recreate. Okay, now I'm on my path to get back to the championship. Just to kind of give Seth, okay, like you you helped bring Cody back in. You gave him his first match. All right, we're going to give you your one-on-one match now. And then once he kind of loses, <laughs> obviously, and yeah. then, you, then you'll put Cody in that position after Cody's had more wins. It's going to be interesting because... It's kind of exciting right now because Roman yeah. does have some fresh opponents. Which, by the way, before I forget, is Roman not going to face Shinsuke Nakamura at Backlash? Like, did that storyline just drop? I have no idea. Right? I mean, yeah. it looked like they were going that route. It looked like yeah. Shinsuke was going to get the Cesaro treatment and be set up for Roman at Backlash like Cesaro was last year. But now it just kind of felt like we saw Shinsuke just come out on SmackDown this week as far as the Lumberjacks. And it's like... Yeah. Wait a sec. What happened with the whole storyline with Roman that they were telling? So mm-hmm. they just quietly dropped that. But anyway, with that being said, I'm saying with Roman, he does have some opponents line up. You know, Bobby Lashley seems to be back. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, AJ Styles. I hope he wins over Edge. You know, he could be there. Um, uh, you know, Cody could be lined up at some point. We got Drew over on SmackDown. So I think Roman does have some you know, credible opponents that could be some interesting stories throughout this summer. So that's something I look forward to, but yeah, I I really want to keep my eye out on Cody Rhodes and see how this plays out for him. And I, you know, I'm a Cody fan. I want to see him win the WWE championship at some point. So we'll see how it goes. And yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. Um, I know we're running a little bit long here. I guess one other thing from raw, the big takeaway uh, Finn Balor losing the U.S. title to Theory, yes. not Austin Theory, just Theory. Yes, look at you, you're cheering. So, you, are you are you forcing Austin Theory? Excuse me, Theory win the championship U.S. title? Yes, for multiple reasons. One being because I really, he's really really good to me. He impresses me. His charisma, his in ring, everything. He. And then I just feel like he's got a little bit of John Cena and Randy mm-hmm. Orton in him. Like mm-hmm. he's got that ruthless aggression, right? That, <laughs> but then he's also got a little bit of thugonomics, like arrogant, cocky. And then I feel like he could turn the switch and and be, you know, uh, some sort of uh, viper, like <laughs> you know, like I don't know, something about him. And I just like that WWE is. Um, they're following through sort of with what I guess is expected, right? You like you have Austin Theory or excuse me, Theory go on this run, have that mania moment, and you know, uh now he's US champ. It's just like uh, building new stars. That that's all I care about. I want mm-hmm. them to tr- start building these new stars and, and making them feel and look important and look, you know, the way they're supposed to look, whether that's dominant or whatever. Austin, someone like oh, almost said it again. Someone like Theory, um, I feel like 
with that much talent, with that much sports entertainment. I, I, again, mm-hmm. I'd say it. He's got sports entertainment written all over him. Everything about him, I feel like, is what Vince or, you know, whoever, like, er, that, that's what they want. They want someone. And I feel like Austin, I almost said it again. Excuse me. I, almost, <laughs> I feel like Theory um, is one of those guys. He seems like he's fearless. He's not scared to go out there and try whatever, you know, whatever Vince wants, whatever the company wants, he'll, you can tell when someone's comfortable in doing something mm-hmm. and when someone's uncomfortable, like the care, the carrying cross stuff. I don't think he was comfortable. Pierre cat Lee. I don't think Keith Lee was comfortable doing yeah, that. Correct. Um, yeah. 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 It just didn't. And that's why when it came across on TV, it was just like, uh, what is this? Right. People are going to forget that they, ch- that they took Austin out of his name and he's just theory because he goes out there and he's confident He's like, I'm theory. That's mm-hmm. that's who I am, you know, and and even with this with the selfie thing, like he's confident doing that. And but when he gets in the ring, he's funny, he's arrogant, he's obnoxious. But when he gets in the ring, he handles business. That's what he did. He took the U.S. title from Finn. Yeah, so no, I, I'm with you. I see like a lot of John Cena because like I think of early days of John Cena, Thugonomics, you know, this tough guy, heel, cocky. Has some swagger, really good delivery of mm-hmm. promos or just segments, promos, whatnot. So mm-hmm. I do see a lot of similar qualities with with uh, theory to like you know young John Cena. So that's why I'm excited for his future as well. Um, do you think though? Okay, let's look at theory here, and then let's analyze Finn Balor because a lot of people are, are upset about Finn Balor's future or what they did to him. For theory though. Do you think it's too soon for him to win the U.S. title, considering he just lost to Pat McAfee two weeks ago, or at the time, two weeks prior at WrestleMania? Like, they didn't do a lot of buildup or anything storyline between him and Finn. I know they've been having occasional matches here and there over the last couple months, but it's just like, oh, yeah, U.S. title match tonight. Oh, Theory wins. Bam. Like, yeah, <laughs> what? So... It could have been uh, too early. I, I mean, I even I even said that you know maybe it would have been better for Theory um, if Finn had had a meaningful U.S. title run. Yes, because that it would have been his first defense. Yeah, it would have been better for uh, Theory uh, longevity because it's like okay, wow, he beat Finn after Finn just went on this really good run being mm-hmm. U.S. champion. Austin Theory's had, or I'm sorry, Theory's had a great run, you, you know, and, and so he's earned this championship opportunity. But you know, I, I hey, that's, that's the way it I, happened is how things happen in WWE now. I just wish you know they would have done like give Finn some wins on Raw, yeah, and then have the actual match at Backlash, and then have mm-hmm. Theory win it there, win it on a pay per view on a bigger stage, technically. Like what's happening? Like what's happening with Ricochet right now? Like he's having yeah. matches, he's winning them. You know that that that's that's good. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but okay, so now looking at Finn Balor, a lot of people are upset. Yeah, he didn't have the U.S. title for that long. He loses on his first defense to Theory. A lot of people are just you know frustrated with his run back up after a second very successful second run in NXT mm-hmm. back on the main roster it's been kind of lackluster on SmackDown he got kind of it looked like he was going to have a big feud with Roman but he got just pushed to the side for John Cena for that SummerSlam last year yep. gets gets drafted over the Raw 
just been kind of floating around doing his thing. <laughs> you know, he had the, the match with Roman where, you know, he was a demon, but he fell off the rope, the rope break. A lot of people just laughed at that finish. You know, he's on Raw. With no explanation after. No explanation. <laughs> but he's on Raw, wins the U.S. title, but loses it a couple weeks later, which is on his first defense. A lot of people are curious about what his future. It's like, okay, he's been on the main roster or, you know, his, made his debut six years ago. It's like, what's next for Finn Balor? What, what is his place in the company? Is he just going to be a guy that's going to put on quality matches with other people and just put over younger talent? Yeah. Could he be, I hate to say it, knock on wood, a lot of people think, could he be future endeavored at some point, you know, release? I don't want to see that happen. Yeah, me neither. Is he being punished for, you know, do people upper management think he's just injury prone because he only you know, won the U.S. title that first night, but lost, they had to relinquish it after getting hurt? I, it, it's, it's, it's amazing, though, that they treat him like this. Considering when he goes out there, he's so over with the fans. He's the yep. crowd still loves him. He has like that Jeff Hardy pop when he comes out to the ring. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I don't I, I don't know what's next for Finn Balor. I mean, we can just wait and see. I'm just posing those questions just rhetorically, like there's something to look at for Finn Balor. But yeah. my only my silver lining with this for, for Theory's win is hopefully the US title will get elevated a little bit more since mm-hmm. he's on a Vince McMahon guy, someone that Vince says will be a f- future, you say universal champion? I think at he WrestleMania. Did. Yeah. So he's aligned with himself with Vince McMahon. He's like Vince McMahon's protege. He's a, you know, got the loud personality, John Cena qualities, as we mentioned before. With that being said, for the U.S. title's sake, it probably will be elevated much better being with Theory. Yep. So maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. I so, hope so. So a lot of stuff, you know, questions here to think about moving forward. Like I said, I hope Finn still does well. I know what Finn's, what, 40 years old? So I don't know how much more they're going to, what else they're going to do with him. I, I I hope at some point he gets a better run at some point, but I don't know. We'll wait All and right. see. Um, a couple things real quick. We'll just power through because I do want to talk NXT SmackDown real quick. Uh, we saw Edge and Damian Priest cut a promo backstage with the purple light, explaining their motivation working together. But and then they beat up AJ Styles, which a lot of people were kind of laughing. It was like the purple light effect. It just seemed kind of yeah. awkward. Um, and, you know, Edge referenced the brood and Ministry of Darkness as like his... You know, he has that evil in him because it's mm-hmm. in his past. But a lot of people were saying, why well, acknowledge those those factions? Those were better than what you're doing right now. It's like, well, we don't know yet. Like, yeah. hate, to, hate to see, wait and see. Let's see how this goes. I, it's still building. Um, with that being said, we saw Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan lose to Sasha Banks and Naomi for the women's tag titles. Liv Morgan turned on, oh, excuse me, Rhea Ripley turned on Liv Morgan, um, beat her up. It looks like Rhea's heel now, and the rumors are she's going to join Edge's faction. Your thoughts on Rhea's heel turn here, and are you you're cool with her uh, going down this route? It was great. <laughs> and, I, and I said this on Twitter. I said she got it, like, right yeah. then and there. It's like she unlocked an, an achievement in a video game. Like, mm-hmm. when she turned on Liv, it made enough impact on me and to where and I like to pay attention to certain things. Like I looked at her face and her eyes. She had this look in her mm-hmm. in her face and and this look in her eyes. And I'm like, okay, 
she's she's got it she's gonna do just fine doing this she's comfortable um i think that she's a good baby face and and likable smile and stuff but you know when she was coming up in nxt she was tough Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was t- even mm-hmm. in NXT UK. She was tough, you know, and she's and, like and, an anti-hero in some yeah. ways, like in the yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this is going to be perfect for her. Um, her path to becoming what you know a, a champion again, yeah. and 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 becoming and being in a place where she, you know, I feel like rightfully should be in WWE yeah. because again, mm-hmm. like. You know, and if you're a baby face in WWE, I feel like you have to be super cheesy, super, you know, mm-hmm. like they say, like kissing babies and talk shows and stuff like that. Not that Rhea Ripley can't do anything like that. It's just hard. Like people love to hate and they hate to love. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Take it. Take that however you want it. Clicksters. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I think character wise, this could be really good for her. Yeah. You know, someone turns heel, and I think we like that redeem story where they eventually go babyface again. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they come up, they come back down, go back yep. up. So, and I'm excited though to see what Edge can do with this faction as far as you know adding more pieces. So Rhea could be really fun. And and I wanna I want a real quick note. Uh, you know, people were upset about you know him making that comparison or bringing him up, saying that you know uh, the, the, that that. Um, those were better back Those in the day. Those were better back in the day. But you can argue that the potential members are a lot tougher in a sense. I mean, you had a lot of mixed in, in the ministry. You had Midian and Viscera and, you know, the Acolytes and, you know, a couple, you know, random people. But, like, you know, Edge is tough. Damien Priest is tough. Yeah. You know, Rhea Ripley's tough. You know the rumored Muscle Champa, maybe tough yeah. like guys and girls who could be world champions on their own. Not to, I mean, obviously you got JBL who went to become a champion. Yeah. Um, but you know Midian, I mean, he just got naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I'm, I'm saying like the potential. I think this will elevate all their stocks mm-hmm. as far as working with Edge, who is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. one of all ten greats. This yep. could be all great for them, elevate their value. And then you, you look at, you know, for Rhea Ripley, if this can, like, kind of, you know, reformat her a little bit and, like, elevate her to that world tile picture, it looks like the path might be Rhea versus Bianca at SummerSlam. Yeah. So if yeah. Rhea goes on a tear, I didn't notice it at first, but I guess I saw it on Twitter people took screenshots, like, the last couple of weeks when Rhea's been walking, it's been like purple lights in the background mm-hmm. on WWE TV. So it's like, oh, okay, so it's kind of foreshadowing the purple, like what Edge has. So mm-hmm. it's like calling her. She's going to get to that. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool, man. Yeah, those little details. It's like, wow. Credit, I, credit I, to WWE for that because that stuff like that is really cool. And it doesn't happen often. At least it hasn't happened in, you know, a while. So when they do stuff like that, that means they're they're really trying. They're trying to be creative. They're trying to, you know, I think as a wrestler too, someone who is 
like Ray Ripley, like you appreciate. I'm sure she appreciates that. Like, you yeah. know, so I, they're trying, guys. <laughs> I know. My only thing, if I had to be critical, is I kind of mm-hmm. wish this heel turn would have happened at Backlash. Like, I mm. feel like these major story beats should have been saved for the pay-per-view. But then again, right. you got television. You got billions of dollars in these TV deals. So you got to do some major stuff there as well. So yeah. I see both sides. But I kind of wish they could have took their time a little bit maybe build up more tension and then the payoff, the turn heel turn would have been at WrestleMania backlash. Right now, another tag team's gone from the women's division. So for Sasha and Naomi, not a lot of competition right now. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that tag team division, you know, plays out, you know, with credible opponents for them. Um, they really do need to establish more women, female tag teams for them just to give them some more matchups. Right. And so, yeah, now I'm excited for what Rhea can do. Um, <laughs> one last thing, God, I know there's been so much, you know, here, uh, uh, Sonya Deville's promo, you know, she, uh, attacked Bianca Belair, then Bianca attacked her back. Uh, uh, Adam Pierce only find her $1. Sonya Deville was so <laughs> pissed. Um, yeah. I didn't realize this at first, but then I saw some other people talk about it. Like people are saying, you know, it's it's a bad story. Like Sonya's just, you know, attacking these people. But now I, I kind of someone explained to me, Sonya this whole time has just wanted to be a wrestler again, and so uh, you know, kayfabe, she's an authority figure, but I think her heart wants to be a wrestler. So yeah, she's attacking Naomi because she wants to get a match out of it so she can be a wrestler again. She's attacking Bianca again, uh, attacking Bianca and made herself her next opponent because at the end of the day, she just wants to be a wrestler again. Right. I know it's a little of a clunky storyline, how they're getting there, but that's why I I saw someone pointed out. I'm like, Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. what Sonya's doing here. She's using her, her power to get back what she really wants to be at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. It's just a WWE superstar. And you know, rather play in the ring and then being a authority figure wearing a suit. So yeah, um, so they're gonna have a match next week. I, I assume uh, you know Bianca should win, even though it's in her hometown. We know hometown uh, uh, competitors <laughs> don't win, but I think this one you need to win. Mm-hmm. And then I, I would imagine, pro- if I had to guess, Becky will show up and it'll set up a rematch for mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania backlash between the two of them. Yeah. Um, God, so much happened on Raw this week. I, I do want to acknowledge, I enjoyed the lie detector segment with Kevin Owens, yes. Chad Gable, and Ezekiel. As silly as this whole Ezekiel, is he really Elias storyline, it's goofy. Kevin Owens, Chad Gable, been doing awesome selling this. It was a lot of fun. The, the, the lie detector, yeah. you know, it, it says Ezekiel wasn't lying. He really is the brother of Elias, so it was fun. The last thing I do want to touch on for Raw this week was the wedding. <laughs> between Tamina and Kazawa and and, and Reggie and and uh, uh, Dana. Dana Brooke, yep. it, it was a train wreck of a mess. But at the same time, it was so funny. And the MVP of this whole thing was our truth. Yep. How about you? Any takeaways yeah. from this whole thing? No, I I agree. It was it was they made something that could have been bad really really good. Like it was funny. It was entertaining. I like that. You know, I almost forgot that the, you know, 24-7 championship was even incorporated. I knew that's how we got here. Yeah. But, you know, I I didn't really see the ending of it ending up so smoothly that, like, because usually 24-7 championship segments are 
all over the place. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's going on. It yeah. doesn't really look good, but this one this one looked good to me. I mean, it's not too often. We we know when a wedding segment happens in WWE, it's gonna end in a mess, chaotic. Mm-hmm. The only like what good wedding, I guess technically is two. Macho Man and Elizabeth mm-hmm. and The Way with yep. uh uh Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> like yep. every other wedding segment in into like a cr- craziness. <laughs> Archer, to give him credit, like, dude, he is a comedic legend as yep. far as the crowd was trying to turn on this segment and he was talking back to them and he was yep. like, telling quiet and you know, he was doing a great job trying to keeping them in control while everyone else is trying to do their part. My only thing is I was confused, though, like, was Tazawa, was he like nervous or having cold feet? Is that what they were trying to tell with him? And then Tamina was like rotating people and like yeah. at one point she was standing with Dana so were they trying to say that they were really in love the whole time like, yeah. uh, like a, you know, a lesbian couple but then yeah. they switched it up and I was like what, yeah. what what's going on here I, I don't, right. I'm trying to understand this whole thing right yeah I don't know it, it seemed like they just wanted to get the oohs and ahs yeah right and and then they definitely got that <laughs> but then when you think about it, it's like what was the reason like was to did tamina that did she not was she not make up her mind maybe she was plotting uh maybe okay maybe if i get with her it'll 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 be quicker for me to get the the the, the championship wait who's champion right? going into the wedding segment now i'm dana blank. Brooke. dana was dana still Brooke. champion yep. okay so maybe Okay, that makes sense. You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, maybe she thought, okay, well, no, let me go here since let I'm going to... Let me gonna... stand next to her yeah. to get the title. Okay, yeah. okay. But it just... Like, and a lot of people were like, oh, why is Sasha Banks and Naomi out there? This is below them. I was like, well, no, they were part it's of their team. friend. Yeah, it's not, uh, to, to me, it's yeah. their friend. Team bad. They were a three-piece. Yes. And plus, she just stood there. It wasn't like she yeah. was chasing after the title. Exactly. Yeah, that's when, uh, That's one of the things that I had an issue with online, a lot of the outrage over uh, Sasha being a part of that. It's just like, that's cool that Sasha's a part of that. Like, yeah. her, and, her and Naomi had their match. They won earlier in the night. Now they're supporting their friend. I thought that that was cool. I mean, it's... It's realistic. You support your friends, right? Yeah. I mean, I know the wedding, it was kind of like a car crash, but then a car crash, you just can't turn your eyes away. So that's for me. Like, I was just watching it intrigued. So, uh, and, and one thing I want to say about our truth real quick is that, again, another example of someone who uh, isn't afraid to, you know, it, it might get me in trouble. It might not. I'm going to go out here and, you know, uh, go off script a little bit because there's no way they could script people to tell people to stop the what chance or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I feel like when you do stuff, and I know a lot of people do it now, but our truth was doing it and doing a little extra, uh, you know, trying to go off script and make it entertaining and make it fun. So, you know, props to him for that. I love when wrestlers do that yeah our truth like it hasn't been said before the guy needs to be a future hall of famer mm-hmm. he's definitely earned his place just how yeah. valuable he is to that company in more mm-hmm. ways than one in, in yeah. so many different ways i i love our truth he's been what such a, a video great... what a video package that's gonna be <laughs> yes and he, like i said he deserves to be in the hall of fame he's earned it everything he's done um so yeah like i said raw 
as you can tell, it was very action-packed. A lot of stuff to take away from this. And I'm looking forward to WrestleMania Backlash. See how it goes there. Um, all right, let's move on over to NXT real quick. Let's We'll, we'll power through this. Um, the big story throughout the whole night was Braun Breaker on the hunt for Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy, we saw him kidnap his uh, uh, Rick Steiner, uh, Braun Breaker's dad, a couple weeks ago. Last week, took the Hall of Fame ring, threw it in the fire. Uh, this week, he was doing his best. I, some people were saying like Bray Wyatt impression, just kind of psychology, like trying to just psych out Braun Breaker, you know, having his face on multiple screens, his, you know, multiple mirrors staring mm-hmm. at Braun Breaker. Throughout the whole night, Braun was on the run for him. Uh, we saw at the end of the night, Braun Breaker confront Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy said, if you just wanted the ring, you just had to ask and just gives it right back to him, puts him in his pocket, pushes Joe Gacy. Uh, Joe Gacy pushes Braun Breaker. He falls. And then all the true ads. Is that the term? Uh, Druids. Druids. I think sorry. it's Druids. Yeah. Druids just surround him. And like, I don't know what they were doing. Like, were they trying to be like zombies and eat him up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> What did you think about this whole Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy story throughout the night? I liked it. Another <laughs> Joe Gacy's another one, man. And another one of my favorites who I really enjoy, who I understood and got in the beginning when 2.0 started. And I know he's very controversial and a lot of people didn't like his character and story. But another one of those very, very talented, full of charisma and I think he's the perfect opponent for Braun Breaker, breaking <laughs> away from the Tommaso Champas and the Dolph Zigglers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's the perfect opponent. Um, and I like it. I know a lot of comparisons to Bray Wyatt, but, you know, Joe Gacy, he could, t- you know, if, listen, if this is an attempt for WWE to repackage, like, I guess, give a, a character like Bray Wyatt, then okay. I'm cool with it. I don't see. Like he's obviously not Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt. He made mm-hmm. you feel a certain way. Yeah. You know, Joe Gacy, I still feel is still coming, coming to his own. Mm-hmm. And if this is a merger of, I feel like it's Bray Wyatt and Undertaker sort of like merging <laughs> together okay. and giving us Joe Gacy. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, I like seeing Braun Breaker as like a strong baby face. He's like mm-hmm. going after the mm-hmm. bad person, Joe Gacy. Not backing down. Not backing down. I'm on the hunt looking for this. I yep. just from a story beat standpoint, instead of going after like the ring, mm-hmm. I wish he was getting looking for his dad. Like mm-hmm. he had his dad captive, and then like the following week they're like, Oh yeah, his dad was released. Like yeah. I think it would have been more dramatic if he was looking for his dad. Like mm-hmm. like Joe Gacy was messing with him, like your dad's here, now your dad's over here. And like throughout the whole night, he's on the hunt for his dad. And maybe at the end of the night still couldn't find him and then maybe at there was spring breaking or whatever spring they're breaking they're, yeah. spring breaking so they're gonna have like their match there so it's gonna be on yep. tv mm-hmm. like his dad is revealed there and it's like you need to win the match to get your dad or he wins and he frees his dad or something i think that would have been a little bit more dramatic and yeah. overcoming the odds or, or at or at the least you know show us some footage from after NXT went off the air of him going to go find oh, yeah. him yeah, and then finding him and, and you know what I mean? Or, or not finding him, you know, it, it would have <laughs> just given us some, okay, he's still on the hunt for him. Cause I wasn't clear I, throughout the night. I was like, is he looking for his dad or is he looking for the ring? Like, which one is he, you know, did he, did he reunite with his dad? Cause if it would have been cool to see that, 
you yeah. know, and then him be like, I'm going to get your ring back. You know, that would have been cool. I know a lot of people were joking or uh, at the whole mirror thing, like the multiple mirror to think of Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and WCW yeah. or um, was it Alexa <laughs> Bliss and Shayna Baszler last yep. year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the hooded i mean i'm looking on the wwe's website they're calling it hooded disciples that surrounded braun breaker after he took his <laughs> took a leap of, leap of faith okay. when he got pushed off i mean it's like those push like off things name. i'm like what what it was kind of silly like was it, was it really like, needed i mean but then all, <laughs> like yeah the disciples surrounded him like what was the point of that i mean well well and i think um the push off thing, you kind of seen it coming. Like they're he's up there on the platform, obviously. The way that they're shooting it, the angle that they have it at. So I, I kind of knew like what was coming. But yeah, yeah the, the hooded disciples, I actually like that name for Joe well, Gacy. And then, you know, I just like how to get his title shot, all he had to do was ask. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. yeah you got it. And he just put the ring in his pocket. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. Get a, a NXT championship, you just had to ask. Like, mm-hmm. like like, I don't know. I, I wish he would have, like I said, held his dad captain and be like, I'll release your dad. You got to give me a title shot first. And he's mm-hmm. all right. You can have it. And then, like, either releases him or says, gotcha. I, I'm going to keep him and make sure we get the match. You won't see him until the actual match or something. Like, a little, and where, little more suspense. And where was Harlan during this whole thing? <laughs> see, that's the thing. He could have been the one holding the dad, Rick Steiner. Yeah. He could have been on holding him and, like, saying, like I got Harlan watching him right now, or something. Yeah, yeah it's like, come on, have they seen? Oh, any? when Breaker was coming up to uh, coming through the crowd, he could have been like, "Don't take one more step," and then showed that you know uh, Harlan had his dad. You know that would have been perfect. That would have been more of a reason to not have because it is kind of weird how Braun didn't even attack joe he just they just went up there to talk you know <laughs> yeah couldn't they just watch like a liam neeson taken movie and just learn from there like how to tell the story of abduction like that right. but <laughs> um so but anyway yeah i'm looking forward to their match though yeah. seeing when that happens there uh let's see what was some of the other big takeaways we saw let's see tiffany stratton defeat saray grayson waller defeat sanga right sanga yep. sanga which you know, his outfit is just Braun Strowman's old outfit. Yeah. Like. Um, uh, we saw Legado del Fantasma defeat Drake Gibbs, uh, Drake and Gibbs. I'm sorry. Grizzle Young. Yes. So they dropped their names. It's just yep. Drake and Gibson, which mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know. I, I did like seeing at the beginning of the show, we saw pretty deadly, the new NXT tag team champions in the ring. And then Drake and Gibson confront them. I'm like, oh my God. Like my brother Tommy and I were laughing. I'm like, this is great. It's like NXT yeah. UK all over again on a bigger stage. <laughs> yep. That was awesome seeing yep. them. But I just grizzled young veterans, they're still being treated like just, you know, jobbers or just jobbing out to these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they lose to Legado del Fantasma later on in the night. I, I wonder, are they gonna get called up, Grizzle Young Veterans? I think so because I don't know if you saw after um on on NXT's Twitter mm-hmm. they had a backstage like interview and okay. they said that this is it that they that they're okay. leaving NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they'll get called up. Yeah, that'd be cool maybe on SmackDown fill things up. I mean obviously with the name change, I mean I would I would think okay, that's why they're going to be uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drake and Gibson. 
So. <laughs> and then uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar. Carmelo Hayes picks up the win. Great match. I mean, come on. Yeah. What else can you say? It was awesome there. And then uh, uh, um, let's see. Uh, you know, Hayes uh, rolled up Escobar for the, the victory. Um, yeah. After the match, though, we see Hayes, you know, say he wants another shot at the North American Championship. Cameron Grimes comes out and then so, uh, 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 Sokoa comes out. Solo Sokoa comes out. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's going to be a triple threat. Yeah. For the North American Championship, so two things: who do you think is going to win, and what do you think about Cameron Grimes' character so far? I feel it's got kind of really vanilla. Yeah, um, I'm worried for Cameron Grimes um, because he there's just no elevation. Like he had the feel good moment of mm-hmm. you know capturing the North American Championship, but then now it's just like, ah, okay, what do we do with them now? I do think that it was probably a mistake taking it off Carmelo Hayes in, in the yep. first place. So he'll probably be the one to get it. Um, maybe he'll pin Grimes, and then maybe we get Solo Sokoa and Carmelo Hayes going forward in a feud for the championship. Yeah, like I for me, like Cameron Grimes had this great story trying to win it for his dad and all that stuff. And then when he wins it, He's been kind of really stripped of his personality and he's just not as engaging as he once was. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh. it's like it just reminds you sometimes the chase is better than the catch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like him going on the journey to get the title is more intriguing. Now, once he's champions, like, oh, where do we go from here? And it's like, uh, mm-hmm. is it buyer's remorse? Like, oh, man, we should have probably kept it on Carmelo Hayes or. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins that. It's like I could easily see them putting it back on Carmelo Hayes just because he was just more entertaining as a champion. Mm. Solo Sequoia, though, I I wonder, could they move him up to SmackDown and have him be with the Bloodline? Could he be a fourth member? I would love to see him be a fourth member of the Bloodline. I know yeah. he just signed with the company. He is the younger brother of the Usos, but I think he could be a fun fourth person for the Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that'll be kind of cool. See what you know for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could kind of see Carmelo Hayes winning it back, and then maybe Cameron Grimes move up to the title picture. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways you can go, but I feel like you know Cameron Grimes has just been kind of lackluster as North American champion, and not necessarily his fault. I mean, he's just right. doing what what's given to him. So right. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we saw Natty defeat uh, Tatum Paxley. Paxley uh, submitted Tatum Paxley, which I think is good for Natty. Like they're building her up some wins over the NXT roster, and then therefore yep. when Cora J gets her revenge, it's going to mean more because she took out not only a WWE. Hall, we know Natty's going to be a future WWE Hall of Famer. She's a world yeah. champion, but she's been beating up everyone else on the roster. So to kind of get Revenge on behalf of the NXT 2.0 roster. Mm-hmm. Core J, it's going to mean a lot more. Yep. Um, Zion Quinn defeat Wesley. They had this backstage segment. So Wesley is like frustrated. He's lost. Well, actually, that was after the match, after he lost. But Zion Quinn, like, he was like being nice to him. And then he goes out there and destroys him. Mm-hmm. I was kind of confused by all that. Like, are they going to be a tag team? I don't know. Wesley trying to make a phone call. Was that supposed to like he was trying to call Nash, but yeah, he hung either up. he was trying to call him or or he was trying to call him. I I, I don't I don't know. 
I don't know what you do with Wesley. I'm, I'm glad to see him on TV. I think yeah. a lot of people were concerned about the real life events of Nash Carter and him being released. What's going to happen with Wesley here? I'd I, like to see him. I'd like to see Wesley as a member of the Diamond Mine. That, I was just about to say that too. Yes. Uh-huh. Nah, I think that could be good. Kind of maybe reestablish him. Yep. Who knows what Roderick Strong's doing? I mean, Roderick Strong was what, NXT UK this week? Um, yep. So I don't know. I. Where Wesley goes from here, we can guess, but let's see how this plays out. Um, Yeah, Diamond Mine would think be really cool for him. Um, (laughs) So I wonder if like that breakdown is going to help encourage a a, a gimmick change, or Mm -hmm. you know, try to help set up his future where he's going to end up next. So we'll see how that goes. And then uh, yeah, we saw uh, Roxy, or excuse me, former. Roxy, former Ring of Honor Women's Champion, uh, mm-hmm. now going by Roxanne Perez, defeat J.C. Jane. Um, she looked great, you know, as yep. far as young as she is. I know she started wrestling really young with Booker T School. She looked great here, man. She definitely looks like a great fit for NXT 2.0. Yeah, um, she got the win though after <laughs> you know uh, Wendy Chu distracted uh, uh, J.C. Jane. Uh, when she was on the jumbo screen, like destroying their back room, which I laugh. I was like, who cares? She just threw around some furniture. It's not like she ripped up any of your personal items. Right. Right. I was just kind of like, oh, come on. You could have like, I don't know, maybe had like a special bag or jacket or personal item that yeah. they established earlier in the night that JC, JC brought to the arena. Mm-hmm. But no, she just flipped over some tables and, and chairs and the couch. It's like, like, <laughs> it's like, like you, okay, guys, you guys, you guys can get a new VIP area. Okay? Yeah. Well, so you guys are the champs. They're yes. going to get you anything you want. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, that's why I was kind of like, you know, I was seeming a little bit lazy for that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but no, uh, Roxanne Perez, I'm excited for her future. Um, and she was supposed to debut next week, but storyline wise, they're like, oh yeah, no, you're going to wrestle tonight now. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I, I really do. I'm curious between her and Cora J to kind of maybe that kind of be like the future, you know, women's champions for the mm-hmm. division. So I'm excited for where all that could go. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, we saw pretty deadly take on Loomis and Hudson, this another makeshift tag team. They're the lovers of both uh, Indy Hartwell and uh, Persia Parada. Um, they were flirting with pretty deadly or pretty deadly trying to flirt with them. They're like, Hey, you guys willing to fight and I'll fight our men. And so it turned <laughs> to the match here, you know, pretty deadly wins. Good. You know, I give them credit. They've been defending the titles. You know, they've been wrestling every week since they made their debut mm-hmm. and winning the titles. Um, do you think Dexter Loomis and Duke Hudson can be future NXT tag champions or this is going to be a short term thing? <laughs> it's probably going to be short term. Um, you know, yeah, it's probably going to be short term. But then again, mm-hmm. they remind me of a like. I mean, they remind me of something that could be like a Sheamus and Cesaro type. Ah, tag team, okay, okay. You know where they eventually become really good friends, and you know because Cesaro and I don't think Cesaro and Sheamus liked each other. You know at all? Like they yeah. were they were they were enemies before. Mm-hmm. Now then they became a tag team and and they were successful. They were, they became the bar. So I feel like Dexter Loomis uh, and Duke Hudson could have potentially have something like that. Mm-hmm. 
if if you know creatively you you do it the right way but i don't think it will you got to get rid of but unfortunately you got to get you got to get rid of uh indie and persia i think for it to be successful yeah i i, I don't know where this all could go like i just maybe I, eventually they'll 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 like come to their senses and they'll be like you know what we're better off we are a good tag team but we're better off without them and then maybe they'll dump them together I see something like that happening. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I'm always curious what Dexter Loomis' ceiling with WWE is. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like his character is very limiting, and it's getting kind of repetitive what he does. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't talk, gives the thumbs up, paints a photo or paints up, excuse me, paints a picture every once in a while. It's like, okay, it's the same thing. Is it going to be main roster bound? Like, I just don't know what you do with him. So. Yeah. This is something temporary to hold him over until they probably figure out what the next storyline to put him in for his type of character. It is limiting. So find him and Duke Hudson, odd couple coming together because they're just trying to work with each other because they date girls that are best friends. So, yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, pretty deadly. I'm loving everything they've been doing so far. I'm, mm-hmm. I think they're perfect for NXT 2.0 based on their whole look and gimmick. So, <laughs> yes, you know, NXT 2.0, man, it's, it's, you know, say what you want to say, you know, the wrestling can be, you know, hit or miss, but the actual like character storylines, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. It's, it's cool. And then we saw was it Lash Legend. Was it this week where she let boots on? Uh, um, that was last week. Last, was last week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. She knocked out, um, Lion girl, what's her name? Nikita Lions. Yeah. Wow. So I can't wait to see that matchup next week. So oh, yeah. we'll talk about that more next time. But um, all right, SmackDown. Let's just like I said once again power through this real quick. I gotta ask you, Brian. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Is this rivalry just dead now? Like a lot of people are being critical that it's just lost a lot of people's interest and it's on life support right now. I can kind of see that. I think partially that's just with Ronda Rousey's performance. Charlotte Flair, I give her credit. I think she's been carrying this whole thing, you know, from her, her, her promos that, you know, what she does and what she says in the ring. Ronda Rousey's been very flat to me. People have been critical. It just seems like she's not not as interested. I think, uh, was it, was it you that said like, uh, on the broadcast, like her, uh, um, her star power is not as strong as it once was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of your thoughts on this yeah. whole this rivalry? Yeah, it's it's not really working anymore. And mm-hmm. it, while people already have you know feelings about Charlotte, right, and the position that she's in, and and stuff like that, and then now with the impression and then you know everything that Ronda's been through, uh, the tail end of her. The, the first time before she left and then now coming back, it just hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's a recipe for disaster. I feel like, and while Charlotte obviously is the better wrestler, the better performer, the better mm-hmm. entertainer of the two, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the, the stardom for Ronda Rousey is worn off. I, I think she's not that special attraction, you know, uh, UFC star and or content creator that's, co- or musician that's coming from the outside mm-hmm. that, can put on good matches. I think she's to a lot of wrestling fans average yeah. at best. And, you know, her mic skills are not really that good. And so, yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up at WrestleMania backlash. 
And but now it's just like, what do you do? Like, I know they so badly probably want to put the title on Ronda, but, you know, obviously the, the reception will be blah. But then you but then like Charlotte, obviously, I want Charlotte to keep the title. But <laughs> people are going to have something to say about Charlotte, too. But I think they're willing to live with that. Right. Because they're going to they're all they're going to say whatever about Charlotte. That's just what it is. But Ronda, man, I don't know, because if she loses how do you build her up? Like, how, how does she continue going forward? I mean, I'm sure all this, the WrestleMania match and maybe this WrestleMania backlash mo- moment was for her to finally recapture the championship. I, but how's she going to how's she going to hold SmackDown up with not being able to cut a promo? And, you know, thank you. No, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I think Charlotte should win because I think she's just a better performer for sports entertainment. Yeah. However, I could see them putting the title on Ronda and just feeding her the same opponents that Charlotte went through. Yeah. So that way it looks fresh. Like, yeah. oh, look, it's fresh matchups for Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah, because you are limited on who's available on your roster. And I can see, you know, if Asuka comes back in the near future, Bailey in the near future, I don't know what shows they're going to be put on. But I-, I can see, like, let's put the belt on Ronda so that way on paper it's fresh matchups of the same people that Charlotte already went through. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe put Charlotte off TV for a while, kind of, you know, make people miss her. So when she comes back, it's a bigger deal. It, I, I don't know. I'm with you. And like a lot of people yeah. were complaining about this segment, just how they try to flip the table, the contract signing, but like Charlotte couldn't find the Kendo stick right away. It just, people yeah. thought it was just a really poor execution. Drew Gulak though, we have a chance to talk about this. Last week debuted as like a backstage ring or backstage uh, uh, interviewer. Yep. This week comes out. It's kind of like an assistant for Adam Pierce. I don't. What do you think about this who new role? I mean, I guess I'm in, I'm for it if it just gives Drew Gulak some more TV time, and mm-hmm. if Sonya Deville is transitioning back into like uh, a full time competitor in the ring, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drew Gulak can maybe can kind of inherit that spot. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. I like it. I like when I like when they use you know, they're wrestlers for anything, whether it's wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't I, managers, you know, uh, uh, authority figures, things like that. I think Drew Gulak is a new face that yeah. we're not used to seeing on, yeah. on Fridays. So that's, you know, and again, he can always transition and there may be something creative will come about it and he'll come back to being a wrestler one day who knows yeah let's see we saw xavier woods defeat butch which butch is missing again he got so angry he ran through the crowd is that supposed to be a shot at jeff hardy for erratic behavior leaving through a crowd that's what some people were saying i'm like <laughs> I, I, I i i don't know it's just, i don't know i think that's that's too much uh we saw gunther no. defeat uh uh teddy goods i think that was his name Gunther just looks badass. I yes, yeah. Uh, Riddle defeat Jay Uso, so it's just building up, you know, for their tag team match against each other for WrestleMania Backlash. Natty working double duty this week, also appearing on SmackDown. Her and Shayna Baszler confronted Sasha Banks and Naomi, so it looks like that's gonna be their next opponent. Cool, I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Give mm-hmm. uh, Natty and Shayna Baszler some uh, TV time, and then uh, Matt Cat Moss defeated Angel Garza. And it looks like we got a new baby face on the SmackDown roster. Now that Madcap and, and Happy Corbin are no longer affiliated with each other, 
Madcap looks like it's starting a babyface run, and a lot of people are actually kind of digging this from what I was kind of reading on Twitter. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I wish he would, with the debut as a babyface, drop Madcap and go back to um, Riddick Moss. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, this could be a fun babyface to cheer. What are your thoughts yeah. on Madcap? I feel, I feel the same way, and I want to say, see, guys. <laughs> getting new stars, getting new people, fresh faces who can be baby faces mm-hmm. and get wins on their own. Yeah. So congratulations. So I applaud Corbin because <laughs> Corbin was the one who made him so obnoxious and 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 was, you know, to the point and, and he's Corbin himself is so obnoxious that it was easy for them to turn Matt Cat Moss into a baby face and have him, you know, kind of now be in this position now where now you're okay, you got another guy. Um but <laughs> Mad Cat Moss, I do think he – hopefully they change his name. I'm afraid that it will probably be Moss, if anything. <laughs> well, I wish they would have yeah, changed the name back and give him new gear. Mm-hmm. Like really yeah. reestablish him, reset him as a baby face. Yep. But you know, I, I enjoyed his matches with Drew McIntyre earlier this year. And he does have a bubbly personality that I think could transition into more of a babyface persona. So yeah. I, I think you know there might be something good here. Who would have thought mm-hmm. the guy that was running after twenty four seven title yep. a couple years ago now could be a bright star? Definitely build him up in the in the mid card division. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like he's gonna have a match with Happy Corbin at at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. So I see Madcap winning there and going on a little bit of a run. I, I, yep. I think. You know, build them up and see what they can do with them within the next six months. So that'll be exciting. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then the main event, we saw a lumberjack match between Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's been running away from Drew, so let's do a lumberjack match. It didn't really work out. Drew McIntyre went flying out of the crowd, took out over the ropes, took out a bunch of the lumberjacks, and then Sami Zayn still ran off. So they didn't do their <laughs> job. Adam Pierce comes out and says, "Yeah, next week it's going to be a steel cage match." So I'm excited for that. I think. You know, we talked about Cody Rhodes earlier, and Cody should be built up as like a legit opponent for Roman Reigns down the road. Yeah. I'm really torn though. I love Cody Rhodes. I, I want to see be a champion. I do want to see Drew McIntyre win another WWE championship in front of a live audience. Yeah. That show in September in the UK, I really hope he wins a title there. Yeah. That would be amazing for him in front of his hometown crowd or audience or country or continent i should say yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i think maybe what roman has both titles i don't think they're fully going to unify him into one belt yeah i'm sure one's going to probably break off Mm -hmm. at some point so i hope maybe drew wins there at some point or or is it possible if they do a story to get him there um so i think for example what i'm getting at is you gotta start building up drew now Yep. Because, you know, kind of things kind of would die down for him over the last few months with that feud with Happy Corbin and whatnot. So Sami Zayn could be a great first opponent to destroy and then build him back up into a main eventer for yep. the for the title. So Steel Cage match should be entertaining. Sami Zayn will be a goofball and <laughs> probably running around. I think they probably I think they filmed it on Friday. Yeah. They're going overseas 
this week, and so they already pre-taped SmackDown. So I'm avoiding yep. any spoilers, but yeah. So yeah. looking forward to see how that plays <laughs> out. So um, yeah, man, busy week at WWE. I know we, we did our best to get it all in this episode here. So uh, thank you, Clicksters, for uh, 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 hanging, staying with us this whole episode. So on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Brian, where can the Clicksters find you online? Clicksters, you guys can find me at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram. Follow my show at Within the Ropes, also on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Glad to see you back making yes. new episodes. So please subscribe, follow Brian. Does yes. it all. Yes. Amazing job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83. For everything else, at In the Click on social media. Please subscribe to In the Click, wherever you get your podcasts at. Watch us on YouTube. Like the videos. Leave a comment. Uh, hit that like button. All that good stuff. And if you want to email me, in the click at gmail.com. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so. <laughs>